burn so crooked. The poet likes to spit, but nigga, Kareem, that's my dog. Life behind the walls, living life behind the walls. Yeah, welcome to Oz, nigga. Surprise, niggas. Keep your head right, keep your game tight. You might not make it. Yo, you're listening to Flavor, the Flavor Podcast. Avatar Records presents Flavor. We are so appreciative that you tuned in once again. I hope you're subscribing. Hope you press that button that says subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we're going to continue. What is this? Flavor number 11. Wow. Flavor number 11. We're, again, we are very appreciative that you tune in every week to hear our, or every month or whenever we do this, to hear our new podcast. We're going to continue on our stories from the studio series. And you were listening in the background to Corrupt and Nate Dogs smash hit behind the walls. And we are going to tell you this episode of Flavor. We're going to tell you the story about how this whole record came about. So listen for a couple of more seconds, and we'll be right back. Flavor, podcast, Avatar Records, late. Every other day, take this picture, picture. The politics stretched out, we all stressed out. Do your thing and I'ma do my thing. We up in the zoo. Headed quarter lines, move to the West Wang. Oh, you serving up something? Well, you gotta kick in. It's the politics, the yard politicians kick in. Shanks stick in. Holy God, dump inmates get stuck. I'm smoking on a hump, hollering at her. I'm full walked up, talking about the phone. Phone check, pump. I miss my pump. It ain't no dang, even though he's holding boulders. I'ma still squabble this fool from the shoulders. If I win, I lose the respect that All right. So, this is Corrupted Nate Dogs record uh, Behind the Walls from the Oz soundtrack which is a story in and of itself I gotta one day I'm gonna make a 10 part series <laughs> stories from the studio making the Oz soundtrack is that I can shit I can write a book about that but uh, suffice it to say it was an adventure but we're not gonna talk about that today what we're gonna talk about is the making of Corrupt Nate Dog's record Behind the Walls so let's get into it. Uh, when was that? 2000. Avatar made a deal to put out the soundtrack to the HBO series Oz. You know, that television show um, uh, that talks about prison uh, that's on HBO. Uh, the, the illest, most retarded, crazy, violent show on television. Alright, so we needed a single. We needed a record that could possibly get on the radio and drive the sales of the album. So there's a lot of politics in making a soundtrack album. But one of the m most important things is typically you cannot use superstar artists to drive the album sales uh, by the use of a single. Because superstar artists are signed to other labels, and the other labels don't want you to use their artists, especially for singles. And, you know, there's, it's very, it's relatively easy to get them on the soundtrack as album cuts, but singles and to gain what's called singles rights is very difficult. So you gotta navigate the minefield of dealing with record companies, but that's that's consideration number one. Consideration number two is they cost a lot of money uh, to mess with superstar artists that are signed to other record companies because they're going to tax your ass. So, 
And then you really want artists that can possibly get your record on the radio. It could could create singles, and creating singles is a whole nother uh, trick. You know, you want somebody that has enough street credibility to you know keep it real, but then at the same time have hooks and have uh, you know accessibility to get on the radio because that's what you want to do is to drive the, the you know the sales of your album on the radio. Uh, of course, if you have some underground stuff and you're not talking about the radio, that's a whole different other question. So with that in mind, I said, you know what, I got all these big-ass artists on this album. Uh, who's on the album? Um, Snoop's on the album, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, Cypress Hill, Master P, Styles and Jadakus, Trick Daddy, uh, a whole bunch of other folks are on the album. Uh, and uh, Pharaoh Monch. So I said, we need something to drive this album on the, on, the, on the radio. Okay, so I said, Corrupt, because Corrupt was signed to a um, independent label, Antra, and Corrupt did something for me on another project, uh, and he's always been cool. So I said, Corrupt would be a perfect artist to, 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 to record, because we're not going to get into a big fight with this record company about singles rights. And then I said, you know, who could deliver a hook with Corrupt? Of course, is Nate Dogg. And remember, this was like, what, year two, this is 2000, so seven years ago. So, you know, nobody, nobody was hotter at that time than Nate Dogg. And then, of course, Nate Dogg, I don't think at that time, was signed to a major label. I don't think he was. Now, of course, that's perfect because you don't have to get the major, you don't have to get the label's uh, permission. You can just make a deal with the artist. So I said, all right, Corrupt and Nate Dogg. Corrupt doing the, the verse, Nate Dogg on the hook. I'll get me some radio accessible shit. I'll be able to drive this Oz soundtrack, and maybe we can sell some units. And that was the thought process that went through our minds when we tried to put this together. Okay, so now we got to get somebody to do the beat. So long story short, uh, a dude named Mike Dean was in my office because at that point we were trying to get Scarface to record on the album, and I had been having trouble getting producers for this out this record. So Mike Dean was in my office to meet with me about Scarface, and I, he heard me talking about Corrupted Nate Dog, and he said, "Shit, you, you wanna you want Corrupted Nate Dog on this record?" I said, "Yeah." So he said, "All right." Uh, let me get on my two-way. This is back in the day. This is when motherfuckers had two-ways. He said, let me get me get on the two-way and see if I can put it together. Long story short, he hit them both back. Said, you want to be on the Oz album? They said, yes. Put me on the phone with them. Corrupt was cool. Nate Dogg was cool. We made a deal on the money side. And that was it. Bet. Uh, and I said, of course, Mike Dean from hooking me up with them. Uh, I said, great, you produce it, you produce it, do the beat, uh, Corrupt does the verses, Nate Dogg does a hook, let's go. So he played uh, uh, several beats, you know, then we, we tried to figure out what the beat was, and he played a bunch of beats, and then he got together with Corrupt and Nate Dogg and played some beats for them, and they arrived at a beat, and they went into the studio. Now, I'm a firm believer that you're supposed to let artists do whatever the fuck they want to do in the studio, and especially when they're professionals like the people we were dealing with. And there's very little upside in having record company people kind of hover around the studio and hang out. But I did go by the studio that night. 
and heard it. It was all right. Uh, but I left, and uh, they kept on working. And the next day, they turned in a record. And uh, the name of the record was not Behind the Walls. The name of the record was Crime Pays. That was the single that they came up with for the Oz soundtrack. And I'm going to play it for you right now. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you right now. And uh, then we'll talk about it in a, in a minute or so. All right, so here's Corrupt, Nate Dog, produced by Mike Dean, called Crime Pays. Where the poor people hang. Please pay attention, they do ghetto with stacks. One out of three, up a third of them bang. Won't pay for cable, but they pay for them things. In the ghetto where I hang with my friends. Eat in the ghetto where you ain't never been. I think I heard a rumor that they got some good smoke. Eat in the ghetto where your ass ain't gon' go. Eat in the ghetto where they snatchin' off chains. Sleep, silly fellow, you be sleeping a grave. Eat in the ghetto where they jack every day. I think they got your food, man, crime does. Long life laughing crimes up against our eyes. Deep in the hood where the hollows holler. Ain't no telling contrast, sacred thoughts of a felon. Seriousness, suicidal, vital, vindictive. Bobbing on violence and vengeance. Murder rate increases. Evidence that evidently slipped through forensics. For instance, in so many ways, crime pays. Every day, we won't stop. We can't stop. No matter what they say. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Shit, I forgot the name of the record. The record ain't the, re the name of the record is Crime Does Pay. Now, you are the first people in the world to hear this song because obviously uh, that wasn't the single from the Oz soundtrack, uh, and we've never released it, and it's never been available anywhere. So this is some new exclusive shit. Right here. All right. So what happened was they turned it in the next day, and corrupt sent over the uh, CD or make Mike Dean brought the CD over, and we played it at Avatar. Uh, long story short, we were like, you know what? We ain't feeling this record. So of course, of course. The job came to me to call Corrupt, and it's very hard, it really is hard, to tell an artist that you don't like his shit, but you know, you gotta do that, you gotta be honest with motherfuckers, so I call up Corrupt, Corrupt, what's up man, yo, I ain't feeling that record, and so Corrupt is like, you not, I was like, no, I'm just not feeling it, I'm not feeling nothing about it, not feeling the beat, not feeling the hook, not feeling nothing. And so he says, it was the funniest shit in the world. He says, You not feeling Yeah, man, I ain't feeling I ain't feeling it either. <laughs> so I said, I 
said, yo, so I just don't think this is the hotness. This is not something that we gonna, you know, get on the radio. He said, you wanted something good? It's like, yes, motherfucker, I wanted something good. He says, yeah, you right. That ain't hot. Okay, all right. And, and to his credit, and to, you know, it's a, a credit to his uh, professionalism, he said, yeah, you right. We gonna do some other shit for you. I said, okay, all right, bet. So we're going to go in the studio tomorrow morning, or I think they said we're going to do it tonight, something. We're going we to come out with some other shit for you. I said, okay, great. Uh, so that night, Mike Dean came over with a new beat, and Corrupt busted the lyrics, and then uh, 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 Nate Dog put his hook on but now what was crazy was i don't think i have this to play you but um hook uh, uh nate's hook only came once in, in in the record and so they played that for me and you know it was the beat of behind the walls as we know it now and corrupt's verse was exactly how it is and it was great it was like much better than the obviously the first record so what happened was I sat with Mike Dean and said, Mike, everything's cool, but that hook that Nate Dogg does uh, needs to repeat more. I mean, that's the hook of the song, so it needs to come in, you know, every 16 bars or whatever. You know, that's the hook. So he looked at me like, so what are you talking about? I said, let's get the digital editing shit, let's get the Pro Tools, and let's, you know, make that hook come in three or four more times. So he's like, I don't know, we gotta ask Corrupt. I said, motherfucker, let's just do it, then play it for Corrupt. So, long story short, we did it. We put it, put the hook, you know, uh, 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 where it was supposed to be several more times, and then played it Corrupt. And Corrupt paid me the highest compliment. He called up the next day and said, I'll never doubt you all in the future. You did a great job editing the track and putting the hook where it is. And... Uh, and uh, the shit's incredible. So that was Behind the Walls as we know it. Uh, I'm going to quick tell you, because this podcast is, is running long, I'm going to quick tell you um, funny shit was, then we released it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, put it out. Hired this fucked up goddamn radio promotion independent whose name I'm not going to say because he's a bitch. Took a lot of money from us to get the record on the radio. Didn't get any spins. Words of advice to all y'all that hire promotion people. Never pay them most of the money up front. You got to cut it up, divide it like half and half or third, third, third or something. Because motherfuckers will gaffle you. And believe me, this dude gaffled me. So we had spent a huge amount of money on radio promotion. Hadn't, don't have no airplay. Serviced it to all the West Coast radio stations. Nothing happened. Except for, I think, Tawala at the beat. Got it to DJ Dents. He started hitting it. Then... DJ Henry at Power 106 started hitting it. Then we started getting airplay. Uh, 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 we started getting uh, a mix show play along the West Coast. Then we hired some independent promotion people. We hired every independent promotion person possible. 
we hired a bunch of folks. We hired uh, this dude named Eddie Single, who's a big shot now at Interscope. He did the coolest thing in the world. We gave him, you know, two, three thousand dollars or whatever to, to to get the record on the radio. I think down south. And three weeks later, he couldn't get no airplay. So he did something that most people don't have never heard of. He gave the money back and said, "Hey man, you know, here's your money back. I couldn't help you out on this one, you know." And you know, to this day, I don't forget stuff like that. And that shows you he's a gentleman and a businessman, you know. Then we started hiring uh, big crossover promotion dudes. Long story short, the record blew up and became uh, number one record at Power 106 with 85 spins a week. Number one record at, at, at The Beat with 75 spins a week. Number one at KMEL in San Francisco. Number one at KYLD in San Francisco. Number one at KKFR. It went number one on about 20 radio stations on the western region of the United States from like, uh, you know, from Texas to the Pacific Ocean. It just blew up everywhere. And uh, uh, no, a, a big thanks and shout out has to go to Chris Roker, this kid who I met at uh, Urban Network. I was having a lot of problems getting airplay and the dude said okay I'll work I'll work this record for you but of course he had never worked at a record company before and he was kind of independent independent motherfucker so I was like who's this fucking kid hassling me about working my record but his aggressiveness and coolness at the same time were so cool that I said alright let's put him down I said okay I, I can give you very little money but I'll give you because of course I spent all the money on all these other whack ass promotion motherfuckers so I said, I'll give you bonuses. If you turn the record around, because this is before it started blowing up. I said, if you turn the record around and, 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 and uh, uh, start getting airplay and start getting spins at every spin level, I'll give you bonuses. You know, and these were substantial bonuses, thousands and thousands of dollars. And I, of course, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. This motherfucker got on the phone and was just aggressive just chopped it up with everybody and he literally turned the record around and and, and, and big thanks has to go to him uh, this other dude who's an unsung hero uh, there's a couple of other folks and then I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end the podcast uh, my man Troy Troy Marshall who's now big dog at uh, Universal you know he was barbecuing in his backyard one day and invited Lynette and I over to uh, See him, bar you know, to have some barbecue. So while he was barbecuing and, and, and putting the the barbecue sauce on the on the ribs and on the chicken, he was telling us about how we need to promote this record. And he told us about fifteen or twenty very concrete, specific things to do on the promotion of the record and marketing of this record. And we, after we ate the barbecue, when we left, said, "Okay, man, thanks a lot." Went back to the car, didn't start up the car, got out a pen and wrote down all the things he said. Of course, that was the roadmap to the promotion of this record. Uh, Michael Williams, big promotion dude. He's at uh, J Records at that time. He used to go. We used to go to the same gym, Gold's Gym, and we wanted to hire him to do because he was a big crossover promotion guy. We wanted to hire him to do promotion on this record. So, uh, and this is after everybody had ripped us off and taken our money. So he said, "You know what? You motherfuckers are under a lot of pressure. You're spending your own money because you're an independent label." I can't deal with all this pressure. I'm not going to promote the record. I'm going to teach you how to promote the record. So he says, I'm going to give you the blueprint on all the things you got to do. Uh, and he gave us a blueprint. He said, you got to talk to this independent promotion guy, 
to get certain stations. You got to hire Greg Lolly up in San Francisco and his crew. You got to uh, send this program director a bottle of wine, this specific kind of wine. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And everything he said, we did. And so Michael Williams, you know, big shout out to Michael Williams because what you know the blueprint that he gave us was resulted in number one record across the board throughout the West Coast. That's the story of uh, <laughs> behind the walls, corrupted Nate Dog. Uh, I thought you, I hope you uh, enjoyed it. This is another one of our stories from the studio series. We're gonna do this more often. I think the next one we're gonna do is the story behind the remix. The remix of Behind the Walls with featuring Shine is kind of interesting. This will be a short one, but it's kind of interesting. So that's about it. We appreciate you tuning in, subscribing to Flavor, the Flavor Podcast brought to you by Avatar Records. Hope you're cool. Go buy the, uh, here, go click down on the bottom left-hand corner of your iTunes and, and, and go to iTunes and, 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 um, and, and, the iTunes Music Store, download Corrupted Nate Dog. Go download this single. Shit, download the remix too. Download the whole fucking album. <laughs> Cause we still try to pay off all this all the expenses associated with this album. No bullshit. Uh hope you enjoy it. Later. Flavor. Avatar. I'm out. The poet likes to spit, nigga. Kareem, that's my dog. Life behind the walls. Living life behind the walls. Yeah, welcome to Oz, nigga. Surprise, niggas. Keep your head right. Keep your game tight. You might.